Michael, I have one question for you. Yes. I have two questions for you. First question. Have you seen The Matrix? Tucker, I I have. Oh my gosh, I have seen The Matrix. What did you think of The Matrix? I liked it. Okay. Okay. This, I think it is a very stylish, very cool movie. Okay. A landmark film. Maybe. A little... A little... There are some things that are maybe not perfect. Like us. But like us. Nobody's perfect. It's a very human It's a very human film considering the setting, you know? Screw this. We're ending it by <laughs> uh this is the Sprocket, by the way, Michael. Welcome. Uh I do Thank this you. thing with Christian, our buddy Christian, where we're ranking every game ever made, best to worst. And we were like, hmm, 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 hmm. I don't have enough um, obligations. So I was like, Michael, let's do this with movies. So I roped you in, and this is the sprocket. Yep. yep. And we're going to rank every movie ever made, best to worst, in these little podcast episodes. Yeah. And we're starting with so The Matrix. We are starting with The Matrix. God, I love this movie, Michael. This is a great really? movie. You should know this, considering it was made by the Wachowski siblings. Ah, uh, yes, of Jupiter Ascending fame. <laughs> and Speed Racer, the best movie ever made, <laughs> but that's a future episode. Did you know Neo, if you Screw you, Michael. Around, it spells one? Okay, it's not, it's not a smart movie, but it's a very fun, you see, good movie. I would maybe dispute that. Okay. To some degree. Okay. Okay. I think there's some interesting intellectual things they try to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to stop you right there. We're talking about this in a vacuum without referencing the second and third movies, which kind of destroy everything you're talking about. But in 1999, this movie in a vacuum, yeah. Oh, my God. In 1999, this is like... This is like, what? This has to be, this had to have been, I don't know, I can't imagine what it would have been like <laughs> to have seen this for the first time in 1999. And the thing? It's, it's, it, seems uni- it seems like it's probably unique by, by well, it's unique as is, but. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing was, what is The Matrix? People were going into this movie having no idea what it was about, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Okay. They would have what? What do you think? What, what do you think the trailer would have been? It would have been their impression would have been Lawrence Fishburne fighting Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, like how do you sell this movie without giving it away? Yeah, no yeah, idea. like like what yeah. what are are people expecting a kung fu movie <laughs> when they go in? Or just like you know, generic action movie yeah. face off had come out, so they knew what they were. Yeah, doing. yeah, and that's and that's what I was thinking. And that's part, and I think that okay. I think that DNA is here too. Like I don't yeah. think that's a bad assumption to make considering all of the sunglasses and mm-hmm. long overcoats and mm-hmm. gunfights and karate scenes and Rob Zombie. <laughs> the Rob Zombie in the club. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't think it's a wrong assumption to make. I it, No. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me is that the closing credit song is Rage Against the Machine. And do you know what else had a Rage Against the Machine song at the time? Godzilla. So <laughs> Let's not speak of that movie, Michael. You're talking the you're talking the one, right? Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there eventually, but uh So like it's got all this DNA though from for uh, for being in uh, like an action movie of its time. Definitely. I guess is what I wanted to get at. Definitely. It's like the last gasp of that era of action movies while also kind of kickstarting bullet time and all this right. stuff. But I don't think it's like pandering to that. Like no. I don't think it's going into this being like we're an action movie for the sake of being an action movie. I think it's no. taking those but saying, Hey, here here are these formulaic images, these formulaic like like you think action movie, these are some of the things you're probably thinking of. Well we're going to take that and do something wholly different with it. I don't think it's like a an intentional we need to do this because this is what it is in now and I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a last gasp in in that sense. I don't think it's like trying to close that era. No. And I yeah. also don't think it's a parody or in any way malicious. No. I mean that last half hour just revels in Oh my god. Action nonsense. Oh my god. In a cool way. <laughs> when they when they when he walks through the metal detector and opens his jacket and the guy's like, Holy Sir? shit. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> I love the well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's We're getting ahead of ourselves, Let's I think. Let's start at the Yeah, yeah. Okay. Michael, what's this movie about? Uh, Space Buddhism. Okay. <laughs> space Buddhism. No, it's about... <laughs> well, it sort of is. It's about everything and nothing, really. Okay, so if we want to go like a bare-bones plot... Hit me. Humans are batteries, man. And Whoa. we're in this, like... We're in reality, but reality is really a computer program invented by computers so they can keep us satiated as they use us to power themselves. Yeah. It sucks that that doesn't make any sense, and it is the main plot. But I'll have you know, (laughs) that was not the original intention. That was the studio saying, people won't understand this, so make it simple. So then you have this shot of Morpheus holding a battery up and saying, turns humans into batteries. And that all sucks. And I think it's the worst part of this movie is that the central concept doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know if I understood the whole... They, I feel like they tried, you know, pseudosciencing their way to that... Yeah. That A form of fusion. Point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, sure. Moving on. But <laughs> I mean, it, I think it works to at least set up, you know, this is why thing is happening. Is it kind of right. nonsense? Yeah. But, I mean, at least it sets up this central conflict that I think tries to get into something a little more deeper than than just good guys versus bad guys and, yeah. and digital world. And it's a great excuse for crazy imagery to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mean inside or outside the Matrix? Both, man. You, you like the Sentinels being these these robot Krakens? <laughs> floaty squids? Yeah, floaty squids. <laughs> yeah. God. I love all that stuff. It's all very Geiger. Geiger? Is that how you Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the the guy that did all the Emerson Lake and Palmer stuff. And yeah. Designed, the alien, designed Alien, right? Yes. Yeah. Brain salad surgery baby. All up <laughs> in this movie. Yep. Um, but we don't start there, Michael. We start in a in a dank apartment with a uh, uh, one Neo, Thomas Anderson. Mister Anderson. Played by current meme god Keanu Reeves. Is okay. Is I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess he's in the Old Town Road video Naruto running. Yeah, he's a meme. He's a meme, and he was in the E3 thing, and that became a meme. He's a meme. 
He was in the E3. Oh, that's right. He was in the E3. Yep. Oh, Keanu. What are you doing? This is, uh, I think this is a good role for him. I think he does well, you know. Yeah. He's not the best actor in the world. I think Keanu gets handed a few roles once every decade. Like, (laughs) he gets a specific role once every decade that works for him. Yeah. Like, in the 80s, he's got Bill and Ted and Point Break. In the 90s, he's got The Matrix. And Speed. Oh, yeah, he's in Speed. okay in Speed. (laughs) He's in Speed. It's alright movie. Uh, Was he in Speed, too? Um, I want to say Sander was, but he wasn't, but I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Okay. Um... And now he's got a... Johnny Wicks. John Wick. Good for him. Yeah. He's a very likable man. Because in the Matrix, say, he's just kind of a blank slate, you know. Yeah. You are the person watching this movie. They are the You are the stand-in for the audience. The self-insert. Yep. And that's fine. That works. Yeah. Um, what doesn't work, I think, is that they make Morpheus into the... Here is the plot of the movie, man. <laughs> and uh, because we find, Michael, that all is not what it seems with this Thomas Anderson character. And I really, uh, you know, they kind of kickstart that with that whole computer talking to Neo scene, which I think is awesome. Yeah, um, I think it's a good... Okay, maybe that's a... Okay, let's just keep with the plot right now. I'll okay. bring that up okay. later. Um. And it kind of also is this thing where I think this movie's too long because I think they kind of they over explain a lot of plot and also under explain some other plot and I feel like Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> that you say that. I had a pacing problem sure. with this movie. Yeah. Um so like the the very first sequence, you know, you've got Trinity is in the Matrix, she's running Oh my god. That scene and, is so good. I just want to say yeah. before you keep going. But okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Then you go immediately from that to Neo. He's your office worker guy. How do you know this? There's one scene, and then he's in his office. Then he's back in his apartment, and he does the he he sells some kind of code to some people who probably shouldn't have a code. He's selling. And that goes on too long. That's like this really that goes on a little laborious. Too long. Yeah, scene. yeah. It's a little. Yeah, it felt a little. It's yeah. So then you go to the club, and then Trinity is there again. And yep. and then then you get this part where okay we're introducing Keanu to the Matrix the like the world the way the rules kind of work in this world and then to go immediately from that to Cipher okay like out of nowhere he's like it, out of nowhere you jump into Cipher eating steak thinking you know so the steak isn't real <laughs> but it tastes good it's juicy. when I eat this steak yeah <laughs> I know it's not real so good but uh. I just want to backtrack a little bit because I think the scene where um, Agent Smith is first interrogating Neo in that mm-hmm. room and the mouth thing happens. Oh, that's right. That's you see. I wanted to get into that later because I think a part of this movie is one of the one of the strengths of this movie is how eclectic it is. Yeah, it's kind of all over the place, but in a, it cool. brings in yeah, because it brings in different things. It brings in like it brings in you know kung fu films. It brings in, I think it brings in kung fu films very respectively. Actually, yeah, I think it brings in a lot of action tropes. I think it there's like that scene in the subway where they do like this standoff at high noon. Oh, and the the papers roll past like a yeah. Television. Oh my god. Yeah, they, and then Ooh. you've got these scenes that are like body horror. You yeah, know, you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. the. 
the robot inside of him, the little robot uh, shrimp. <laughs> yeah, the little silverfish crawling yeah. inside. Um, and you've you've his like mouth being shut. Like you've got these moments yeah. that are like like that I think are different touchstones for different genres coming together to create this techno thriller. I think right. it's really cool. So it feels like there's this very with Neo being introduced to the Matrix and the plot and then all of this exposition happening, it feels kind of like they draw that out. Like it's very, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel at any point that it was too much. It felt very patient. I was enjoying it. Yeah. And then, but to go from that to Cypher's betrayal, it felt so abrupt. So it's like, here's this character. He's, he's in like three scenes yeah, he, is he kind of jealous that Trinity likes Neo? I don't know. Yeah, you you get a sense of that from like ten seconds, and then he's. I don't think he even complains about the glop, but he does later. Yeah, and it's like to go from that to suddenly here's this huge, char- here's this huge moment for this character who you barely see. Suddenly he's a catalyst for a huge conflict here. Yeah, I don't know. It just if yeah. that to me was like this moment where it's like okay, the this feels too abrupt for what's seemed like a very patient film um and yeah. I, I don't really feel the betrayal kind of thing going on as much as i think he's a dick okay and i like that i do like that scene a lot the whole like the the steak. dialogue there where he's just he's like i know the steak isn't real but <laughs> he's talking of him and he's like i just want to forget everything like he he's yeah. it's interesting because i think a part of this story is you know this what's real what isn't it's what your and mind I think that plays with me. that in a way that's a lot of fun and kind of gives an answer to that because, yeah. you know, he's saying like, yeah, I know this is fake, but it's real to him. And that's, I think, an interesting take on this. And somewhere in there, the Oracle's there and I don't, and I feel like there's just that, that it, it just kind of having these moments that are very drawn out, then abrupt, drawn out, then abrupt in yeah. a way that isn't it doesn't feel consistent to me yeah in some way because it's like you were saying how eclectic this movie is and i think that's true and that means it sucks that it feels like so much of this movie kind of drags in the middle because there is all this like variation and tone and what's happening in imagery and it still feels kind of like a slog during the middle you see, I like this. I like the slower parts. Honestly, I had a. I I was enjoying these. Some of these more drawn out things. Uh, the sequence when they when Cipher betrays them, betrays them, and they're in the Matrix, and they're seeing the Oracle. That I guess is where it kind of slowed down for me. But the part where like you know, like the build up to that, where you've got the introduction of the agents, you've got you've got Neo learning Kung Fu, and they're doing that fight in the dojo. Which is like iconic, I think. And you've got yeah, let's fight group. Morpheus, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. It's fun. I I loved yeah. all of that. And then yeah. it's just it, it feels like in that middle yak, it's kind of mushy. See, I completely disagree with you, Michael. I'm on the oh. opposite end. I think the Oracle Ooh. and the Cipher stuff is like some of the best parts of the movie. Ooh. The Why? Oracle is just great because of that performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't. When I say I feel like the Oracle slow, it just it doesn't. It doesn't feel. It wasn't where I was going. Where the movie was going, it didn't. Yeah. Feel it like seems it fit under that track. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, I think it's a very well performed scene. Some of the stuff going on the spoon. 
<laughs> when she's like, you have to believe the spoon's not there or oh, whatever. It's kind of corny. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I liked it, though. Yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed that. It was kind of cool. Uh, um, but they're establishing things there with that Oracle scene that I don't feel like they make good on in this movie, and I feel like it ruins parts of the other movies because they have to be so yeah. focused on these stupid you know, prophecies and stuff. And it's like, yeah, and that was, yeah, no, I agree. I don't feel like it paid off in any way, which is, I think maybe part of what I didn't like about it. Yeah. It feels weird to me to have this scene where there's this all knowing, this all knowing character with, uh, like a house full of psychics essentially. And, and it's like, this is, this seems like this should be more important than the one scene it's in. Yeah. And it it will be just not in this movie, which Right. Eh. Which is maybe I mean it sounds like that's maybe good. I mean the only thing I remember from the other Matrix is the the highway fight. The highway fight <laughs> too. That's that's it. They're on the trucks you see and it's very exciting. <laughs> that's uh, it though. Um I just think it it creates this like a uh, huh? There's a lighthouse, I think. I don't know. There's always a lighthouse. There's a it creates it makes the second half of this movie feel weird to me because it's so focused on whether the prophecies are real but it does it turns out it doesn't matter but it also turns out it does matter in the worst part of the movie which is where trinity is like i love you yeah completely yes. out of nowhere yeah mm-hmm. because yep. of the mm-hmm. stupid prophecy and then you get your stupid fairy tale ending which is a shame because once he gets up and he's like, I know the matrix or whatever. He, <laughs> yeah. And he's seeing everything as numbers and he's like stopping bullets in midair. Oh, and the hallway and... curves around him. That's so cool. Like oh, it's exhaling. such a, yeah, that is such a cool sequence. But I mean, yeah. yeah, the whole, the whole Trinity, I love you thing. Like why? Yeah. It, 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 to, it doesn't, yeah, but it doesn't seem like it gave any, over the course of this movie, it didn't seem like there was enough of an interaction or a meaningful mm-hmm. interaction between these two that would have resulted mm-hmm. in any kind of like significant emotional attachment like that Absolutely. beyond maybe like a you know we're in this together, you and right. I are we we we're fighting together kind of thing. Like maybe there's a camaraderie, but I don't. There was a no moment where it felt like there should be any kind of romantic connection between the two. The chemistry wasn't there. The writing yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, you have like five separate scenes of Morpheus explaining that the Matrix is crazy, and you can't put in one establishing scene where Trinity and Neo like talk to each other or something through yeah. the whole movie. It's like it's are there how how many times are there really one on one conversations between the two that have anything to that have anything to do with something other than we got to do the mission? We yeah, the plot it. that is happening in that very moment. <laughs> I can't think of any. So it yeah it's I think one of the biggest issues in this film and I I had actually kind of forgotten about that before sitting down but no yeah it's it is yeah Cause I it's, think it's a big issue there's not even any payoff after that like no. she saves him and then the rest of the I movie. mean I guess the payoff is supposed to be that Neo wakes up and he's all he's he's, he's ready the to one go. <laughs> yeah but they don't Which, they don't like reconcile or talk to each other <laughs> through the rest of the movie so it's like no they don't uh, yeah he well he gets out of the matrix and he's like hi trinity or something and like 
Yeah, like talk to each other like people. Yeah, but that's I get. It. Well, I mean, no, there is like a remember. There's that race to get him out of the matrix, and right as they fire the EMP, and I think he, like, I don't think he says anything to it. But there's at least a, <laughs> you'd think there'd be like a He's meaningful stoic. moment there when real life Trinity meets real life Neo in the real life world after that kind of ordeal. But no. just have a conversation, just talk to each other. Like, whoo, that was crazy, huh? Just put that in there for me. What's your problem with Cypher, man? Cypher's like the best character in this whole movie. Are you telling me you would eat that gruel every day and take orders from stupid Morpheus and stare at your computer screen and you wouldn't be like, I'd rather have a steak. He was right. He was right the whole time. No, then show me that. Then show me that. Show me some kind of lead in with Cypher being annoyed with this beyond general, beyond your like general like goop again or whatever. Have yeah. like some kind of meaningful, meaningful presentation of that. Right. Have have give him some kind of give him some kind of stake in the plot before he actually becomes a an important plot point. Yeah. They they do a better job of establishing that he's evil than they do the relationship between Trinity and Neo. At least. Like, yeah, but that's scene... not saying a lot. There's a scene where, like, Neo comes to talk to him and he, like, shuts off all the computer screens really quick and stuff. And it's like, obviously, there's some stuff. But beyond that, yeah, they don't really get yeah. anything going there. But he's just yeah. such a likable, like, likably snivelly little man that I just really <laughs> like his character. He's perfect. Make me someone important, like an actor. <laughs> I didn't like that part so much. It's like, haha, jokes. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I get it, though. It's like, you know... Why why do I want to go to a grubby little place if I can make a deal with Hugo Weaving and Absolutely. And uh, you know, live the good life in this fake world that seems real. Cause that that is effectively real. I mean, they're where mentally where is he at? He's in the Matrix in this permanent nineteen ninety nine. Like I I find his argument very persuasive. Like, if we win, what happens then? We live in this terrible world and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like, I get you, boy. I'm with, I'm with you. Let's do this. Yeah, no, and I think I think that's important. I I almost wish they played that up a little more. Like have Neo maybe have to like grapple. Yeah, with that like wrestle something? with this a little more than just have your have your slimy little rat guy. Yeah, have 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 the main character who is you know struggling with trying trying to get a sense of the Matrix and get a sense of this conflict. You know, have him kind of consider that fact that, you know, when, if and when you overthrow the AI overlords, Earth kind of sucks. Yeah, like, what do you do? Earth kind of sucks. Yeah. But I still like this character. Michael, uh, it's time for that part of the show. Please minimize your IMDb window. I'm going to ask you to name every member of the Nebuchadnezzar crew. The Nebuchadnezzar is a cool name for it. It is. It's such a such a <laughs> throwback. Real '90s kids remember Nebuchadnezzar. I do. Ruler of Assyria. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he's a ruler of Assyria. I forget if he was Assyria or Babylon. No Babylon. stalling while you study, Michael. I want these names. Okay, you've got Trinity. Okay. You've got Morpheus. Yep. You've got Neo. Yep. You've got Cipher. Yep. Got mouse. Good. Yep. Uh, you can do this. I believe in you. Uh, you've got tank. Yes. And his brother. 
some, some other kind of like. You can do this. I don't remember. Dozer. Dozer, that's right. It's like, okay, this is one tracked vehicle, the other tracked vehicle. <laughs> yep. It has no lines in this movie. Um, yeah, he Doesn't he like turn around and say, what the? Or he has some reaction <laughs> yeah. to Cypher and then he gets burned. Yep. Um, um, okay. The other two I'm forgetting. Like the yep. blonde haired lady and the, the other guy that went into the Matrix. You that mean is the mouse. Switch and APOC? <laughs> APOC! Hell yeah. Um, oh yeah, Epoch! Yep, yep, okay, switching Epoch. Those are the two I missed. We gotta talk about the not like this part, because it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Is Okay, one sec to clear the record. Yes. Nebuchadnezzar II was the ruler of Babylon, not Assyria. Thank you, Michael. But his the father sprocket. was an official of the Neo-Assyrian Empire. Neo? Not like this. You were saying. Not like this. Like, come on! It's great. But come on, yeah. can't use the second take in this movie? Come on, they run out of money? I'm saying the acting is bad in some parts of this movie, but that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, it is, but yeah. Which uh, leads me to one of the things I really wanted to talk about. I gotta run this by you. Did you get anything out of Morpheus being locked in a chair in a weird office building and like, agents staring at him because i thought that whole scene was just completely ineffective and not good yeah. at like representing what they were trying to represent with that scene like yeah there's no, i mean the whole no they were right the i mean the intention was to i guess add some kind of stakes to either having to save or kill morpheus but they don't, I mean, like, they don't visually represent the situation at all. They just have him chained to a chair. They're, like, trying to break into his brain, and the best they can do is have him sit in a chair and, like, the sprinklers go off or something. Like, I, Yeah. I, I thought mean, that was funny. The So there's, like, the sequence, with, like, when the sprinklers go off for the first time and the agents are just standing there and, like, unresponsive to it. Yeah. But with a little slight annoyance. Yeah. It was, it was like, ha-ha, slapstick. <laughs> The Wachowskis, you geniuses. The uh, the representation of like the system as just these generic agents that can just morph out of people is pretty good. I that was so Agent Smith yes. in particular is like if I had to point to one thing from this movie that I came away enjoying the most, it was that it was the agents and in particular Agent Smith. Because he's rogue, man. He doesn't even care. Well, he's yeah, because he's like the I hate it in here, and he has that like monologue where he's like, "I want to get out. This place is terrible." Right. Which is an interesting contrast to like dealing with Cipher, but yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I I love that visual of like this this uh, generic man in black character who can just appear anywhere and chase people down while keeping like a straight face and. And just like hating everyone. Yeah. It, it made for like such a cool. I think he makes for a cool villain. Absolutely. And like when Neo fights him, Neo is fighting reality <laughs> itself, which is <laughs> awesome. And then he zooms into him and takes over his body in a scene that doesn't look very good, but. No, I don't think that. You see, I didn't think that scene worked. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I. I thought that was a bit too much maybe it was it lim- yeah it was a bit much too it was cartoony. A bit, 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, if I want this, I'd just go watch anime. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Dragon Ball Z or something. But, like, uh, you know, the shootout in the, on the, at the bottom of that building is amazing. The, and it's completely ridiculous. Okay, so the one thing I to backtrack here, there was yes. something I got out of the Morpheus tight of the chair sequence. That scene where the helicopter comes in and he's got the Gatling uh-huh. gun uh-huh. and just like some, he rips apart that room with uh-huh. the Gatling gun, not hitting Morpheus, which is absurd, but <laughs> like you've just got like the room falling apart, watered dripping from the ceiling and rolling over the sides and it's just this heavily like this it looks like a, at least a mentally wounded morpheus sitting in a chair yeah it made for like a cool single shot i thought sure like it was all leading up to that moment this yeah and i mean thing. the like the the plot behind that yeah it felt a little underwhelming but uh, that single that single shot was so Mwah. My favorite shot of that sequence is the POV shot out the window as the helicopter slams into the building and it sends out like a ripple. Oh, yeah. Like slams into the camera. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, but it's great. It's like Die Hard. Yeah. It's like the end of Die Hard, but Trinity is Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I agree. I remember that seeing that and just thinking wow because i mean that's you <laughs> would imagine point. that like my my thought bubbles here were well is this a representation of you know the stress like a crash brings into a building like is this kind of like a real representation of the stretch the sad stress or is this the matrix breaking apart right who knows i don't know <laughs> but the end result where you have that like that that ripple and then it shatters and, yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's it's crazy then yeah because like the shot in that sequence that is the matrix is known for where neo kind of does like the back thing that's so mild compared to most of the other imagery in this movie but that's the one people walk away with is he bends at his knees kind of funny yeah and then and my favorite part of that is it's the iconic scene and he still gets shot yeah a couple times and he's like Oof. and then she's like dodge this and i was like yes Yes, this movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it bounces back into, like, like goofy action movie. It's like Looney Tunes there for a second for some reason. Yeah. It's fine. What's your favorite shot in the whole movie? It's a very shot-oriented movie. What's your favorite shot, dude? That's... I have my notes in front of me. I'm going to scroll through these and see if I wrote it down. Okay, I will punch Because offhand, I, like, well, my, like, visually this movie is just... So green. It's very green. I wrote that down, actually. Such a green movie. It's a very stylish movie. Yes. It looks... It doesn't look... Mm, there's parts that look like movie sets, and I feel like it works somehow. Like that first... When they're running on the rooftop, that looks bad, but I feel like it's referencing the way like kung fu movies look bad. So it Yeah, works. or like action movies at the time look bad. It yeah. made me think of like... So, you know, in the 80s, Blade Runner hits and suddenly cyberpunk is a thing and right. you get all these movies like Demolition Man and stuff that... And, uh, Demolition the, Man uh, sucks. <laughs> Demolition Man totally sucks. Um, but you get like Demolition Man, you get the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Yeah. He's on Mars. I can't think of the name. Total, Total Recall. Total Recall. 
you get like these kinds of things and i feel like it kind of fits into that vein like these are you know your, your dystopic ruined cities yeah this is token that like where is everybody why is it raining so much we don't know my favorite shot is maybe when neo goes into he he kisses kansas goodbye or whatever and then uh they're in the white void and then a, the camera swings over and there's like the old timey tv mm. and the chairs that's just such a cool image yeah i see that's not like a it's not a single shot to me as much as that is like a sequence though well i don't and like where it's... they're in the real world and it's like we do know they torched the sky yeah okay fine you know what was an interesting detail there the uh because they, they clearly show it's New York because you can see the Twin Towers. Weird. And that kind of stood out to me in like a, <laughs> well, like this is definitely 1999 kind of way. Yeah. Um, but see, they it, it still makes sense because they made it, you know, the simulation, it's uh, it's happening hundreds of years from now, Michael. But they're making yeah. it look like back then, so it, it makes sense. Think about it. I wrote down that the book that Neo was hiding his, like, hacker stuff in was called was on nihilism because there's so much there's subtext here michael we're digging through it we're we're expanding our horizons here yeah and some of it's there and some of it's some of it's subtext and some of it's in your face and not subtle at all i think if i had a shot i don't know they're like this when he wakes up from being in a a battery Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know how else you would refer to that that situation his little pot he's got man. all these tubes just sticking out of him yeah and he pulls it out of his mouth <clears throat> yeah but like that to me visually was really cool and then when they're trying to rebuild his muscles and he's going through like that <laughs> yeah. light up ac- acupuncture thing that's pretty cool and it's like this is space acupuncture hell yeah it, it looked it looked cool it's good those are things that kind of stood out to me the whole i think i mean there's the iconic martial arts sequence that's really good that's done very well yeah a lot of drama going on there. It's cool. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Okay. Uh, the woman in the red dress sequence is really cool looking. Yeah. Where they freeze time and it looks good somehow. I don't know. I feel like there's more than one moment where... Like any of the shots involving Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Where they, it's not like an action sequence as much as it is like a... Here he is appearing out of... You know, actually... <laughs> There's, I can tell you what my favorite part was, and it, okay. part of it is the visuals. Okay. It's it's Neo running away to try to find the phone to leave. Okay. And the the agents keep pop like they move between people. Yeah. So he'll yeah, be yeah, like yeah. running by, and then there's an agent, and like the scene he jump he goes into that 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 apartment, and it's an old lady there, and she's cooking. And then it looks away from her, and the, suddenly the knife is thrown at the door, and you turn around, and it looks like Agent Smith is there, and he's thrown a knife. That's so that good. is so cool. That is very like cool. these are. This is such a cool thing mm-hmm. where they just they're they're following him, so it'll be like a like you know your traditional chase sequence. You think okay, they're behind me. I'm going forward, and right. I just have to make sure I avoid the people behind me. But now it's a game of. Well, there's the guy you just saw in the stairwell. Now he's in the now he's in this apartment. Yeah, and it's I, that to me was like the way that that kept it. It did that, but it kept carrying this like kinetic energy through it. Yeah, it was really cool because it wasn't like a focus on oh no, here he is at the end of the hallway. 
it was right. a quick glance of him at the end of the hallway and right. that was so that whole sequence up until you know he gets shot and then the stupid love thing happens and then right. he becomes the matrix god is cool i think it is cool i think is this movie cool michael is this a cool movie so this is where i think we need to get into the concept of the matrix film like some of the i i think i think there's a lot of cool things happening but at the same time i think it's very clear that it's a there's a it it, it's a vehicle of sorts for for a uh for a bunch of philosophical ideas that i think the wikowski wikowski's just thought were cool see i don't get any of that out of the movie though no i do oh god when they're talking about like what's real life what's fantasy and it's oh sure like all of that that's like space buddhism I know, that is it, what that is. It's just Morpheus doing his used car salesman thing pitch on the Matrix. Like, <laughs> sure, but I mean, from that point uh, on, the one he's got the when when the kid's playing with the spoon and she's like, "You have to pretend the spoon's not there," or you have to. It's, it's just not a little, it's a little Buddhist man. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> then there's lines like humans are when he's talking when Agent Smith is talking with Morpheus and he's like, "Humans are not mammals." Mammals exist at an equilibrium. Humans, they spread. They go to one place, they reproduce, and they take all the resources, and then they move on to somewhere else. Do you know what else does that, Morpheus? A virus. Ooh. Yeah. That scene. That's goofy. The book being on nihilism is goofy. (laughs) It's goofy. The Neo being the being a being a. Respelling of one is goofy. That's uh, just stupid. I mean, we're just getting into like bad writing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, then that's and that's I think an issue here is I think the writing is bad. I uh, think some of the I think some of the writing is bad. I think a lot of what Neo says is bad. I think a lot of what Trinity says is bad. I like a lot of the bonkers shit uh, Morpheus says. I love all the uh, the terminology they have. Like, I need an exit. An exit is payphone, and like. Because they exit through the phone. I just love all the stupid techno babble. They call him operator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Operator, yeah. I need an exit. Yes, it's good. I love all that stuff. Um, yeah, I like all of that. I just, it's like when you get down to the individual character level, though. I think a lot of the character writing is weak. Even some of the better written characters, like Agent Smith, like Morpheus, say some kind of wonky so. nonsense. It's a lot um, of soliloquies. It's a lot of like people talking for five minutes and then the scene's over he says why do my eyes hurt or if he's his answer is you've never used them before oh that's all right come on michael <laughs> come on he very literally says what is real he says whoa and he says there is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path <laughs> i read that quote down but <laughs> one of the dumb lines i loved okay coming from agent smith that is the sound of inevitability. That's good. That's cool. I thought that was cool. But it's... like, there's, there's so. I think there's a lot of dweebiness to this movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of that dweebiness comes from people who are supposed to be the main characters. This, I mean, this is like anime fans somehow getting a big budget and making an insane action <laughs> yeah. movie. That was a thought. That was a thought in my mind. It's like this is. You know, this is this is a plot to a. It's Ghost in the Shell, but it's yeah. Neo. <laughs> hey, 
It's fine. I though. wrote it's down Nia, and, and I mean, it even follows like this clear, you know, story arc. The whole the nobody becomes the chosen one kind of thing. The girls into him for reasons no one can understand. Yeah, it's it's anime. Yeah, that's anime. Yeah, I guess my point yeah. with just like the philosophy stuff and like the is this movie smart or not? I just feel like the main plot has absolutely nothing to do with any of that, and that all exists as window dressing and the main plot is just going and shoot a bunch of dudes and then I, the chosen one and i have leave. to i have to disagree though i mean when your catalyst for like the, when your turning point for this film is literally is a is a guy is who betrays them based on this framework of you know the matrix isn't real but it's real to me kind of thing yeah when that is a conflict here and that that actually creates the that 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 is your that is your catalyst for the climax of this movie your big fights in this movie i i think you can't ignore it and just brush it aside as window dressing i think there's a very clear attempt at this real world is the real world the one i imagine or the one that's real kind of thing and i think that's a very i think that notion but, of reality is something that's that's more than just window dressing for that to be effective i feel like they had to make the real world more appealing I don't think you had to. It's so I think, easy to emphasize with his position yeah. on that. So what's the philosophy? It's the, it's the idea of like, uh, maybe philosophy is the wrong word here. I think it's a religious thing personally, but like sure. this idea of what reality is, is, or what do I know? Like what, what do I constitute as my reality kind of thing? Yeah. And I think that that is something that they set up to try to be a plot point. I mean, it's, it feels kind of brushed off cause it seems like the only character who actually wrestles with that is yeah. Cypher, but yeah, but I don't think it can be just brushed off then if, if you have this important moment built on that. Yeah. But like the, it becomes about saving Morpheus more than it becomes any sort of philosophy. Yeah. Like, it becomes, it's not. Yeah. It becomes savior anime buddy yeah but that's Uh, only during that last act which goes on but then like but like in the build-up to that though you have so there's so much of this conversation about morpheus not morpheus about neo trying to learn kind of like unlearn his reality and learn that that when you're in the matrix you kind of decide what's real and what isn't whoa like that's that that there are lines specifically tailored to that when Morpheus is talking with Neo. Yeah. So I I don't think you can brush that away. Okay. That's fair. And I mean when they when they do something like 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 make the book he's using for uh to to hide his hacker stuff on nihilism or when you have these kinds of like you ha- when you have Agent Smith talking about what is humanity, oh it's a virus kind of thing. I think it's treated with a little more gravity than just like haha anime villain speech. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I I think you have to actually wrestle with the fact that there are that it that there are ideas they're presenting in a way that's more serious than just set it like than just set up. It seems like they actually are trying to impart some kind of conflict from that. Yeah. And I think the ideas when they present them are cool. I don't know how much that actually well, I think it, it does actually, now that I think about it, it does kind of end in a payoff because Neo does eventually get to this point where he breaks down that reality and shapes it himself. But but, but he's the chosen one. He's the only one who can do that. It's like his job. It's... And then that's when you get into whether or not these, these things 
pay off in any meaningful way. Yeah. Like, like, is it important to have these kinds of questions raised if the end result is he's just the chosen one? He's supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Why is Neo the chosen one? Why is no one else the chosen one? What makes him particular? The glitch in the programming, or why did the Oracle see that coming? Like it. Mm. Yeah. And that's some of the more interesting stuff in the sequels is getting into that stuff. But here it's kind of brushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, any other notes you got written down? Um, I loved how I love stylistically. I liked it a lot. I liked the, I liked how green it was. I liked the presentation (laughs) of the internet. Yeah. Or like the way they present technology being like these falling green texts and in all kinds of different it's like it's Japanese because I don't know. Anime. Because it looked cool. Because it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, because it looked cool. That's fine. And uh, I liked a lot of that. I liked uh, I liked Agent Smith. I liked the I like these token throwbacks to other films. I like these the use of body horror. I like the use of uh, action tropes. The gunfight is really cool in a way that is very like hokey traditional action movies cool from that guy. era yeah like the whole tossing the guns after emptying them not reloading them it's doing a cartwheel and picking up the gun on the way <laughs> yeah. down whoa that's pretty cool uh yeah stuff like that that's all the way down to the helicopter on the big building that goes boom <laughs> it's a movie for the over sophisticated and the under sophisticated the matrix <laughs> big ideas and small ideas but at the end of the day, like all of those came together for what I think was at least a very, very interesting film, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's good. I liked it for a lot of the style choices. I like some of the ideas it tries raising. I like some of the. I like. I love some of the writing, and I hate some of the writing. And oh, I just love it all. Just let it wash over me, good and bad. I don't care. I'll take it all. <laughs> Trinity, why don't you love me like that? Oh, that's so good, though, because he's, like, doing his villain monologue thing, and they're all so helpless, Michael. They're helpless. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah. No, I was... I was never mind. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that, that scene is different, because that's cool, I thought. There's honestly, a weird power so. thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was, pay- that was a good payoff, though. Yeah. I wish they had made his turn a little more meaningful. But at the same time, like the actual sequence itself was a cool sequence. Yeah. When he's like, when when life is, your definition of life can be as easy as just pulling a plug. It's so, it's such a cool concept. And then it's like that that kind of helplessness they have there. Yeah. You guys are trapped here, and there's literally nothing you can do. And it's such a the oh. stakes there are cool. And it's like it, all the communication is happening. Only through audio and only through Trinity. So Trinity is the only one who knows what's going on. That's cool. That's a cool setup for yeah. that turn to happen. That's It's so, like, there are so many cool ideas in this movie. And yeah. I don't think it's one of those instances where here's a bunch of cool ideas. Let's waste them. I think some of those really cool ideas pay off Yeah. in a way that I don't think a lot of movies can say. Something like special that. about this little Matrix movie, I think. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think so too. I where, like it. Where are we putting it in the list? Uh, well, you see, I think we're gonna. It's. Are you throwing it in the rock block? <laughs> uh, um, let's put it right in the middle. How about? Okay. You know, I'm feeling like under Kingdom Hearts. Oh, ouch! 
<laughs> That's a mean thing to say. But above Resident Evil. Well, screw you. I say we put it right at the top. You know what? It's no Katamari, but okay. Okay. <laughs>